This week on the Possible Legs podcast, Dan's starting a new blitz, PTC have got some new courses and website coming out, and we dive deep into the personal trainer salary survey and how COVID has affected our salaries in our industry. Do this in three, two, one. So Dan, I'm only, only going to do $750 worth of tax this year. Is that okay? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on? Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Absolutely Oh not. my God. No, no, no. I'm just going to write it for enough. I'm going to run at a $63 million loss. But those are the goals. I think, to be fair, I think the way that it works in America is a bit different over here. It is. Yeah. It's a little bit different, isn't it? Where they, the way they write things off against their tax, but um, I don't know if you quite get rid of it over here the same way. But um, it's okay. frightening. Like, I've seen the, the the memes from people saying that they've paid more tax than Trump, and they're earning like thirty k a year and stuff. And they're like, <laughs> I pay more in one month. I pay more in one month than he's paid in his whole fucking year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> That's the problem you've got is like the problem you've got. Uh, we're in a really dangerous era, I think, for for politics and everything, especially what's going on. Because I also saw, um, and I think it was retracted the day that it became a, a press, it became um, a headline, was the whole um, the bars in the in the parliament, yeah, yeah, were yeah, subject yeah, yeah. to like the 10 p.m. curfews and stuff, and like because there, uh, there's actually a, a, like a thing, isn't there? There's a it's a, a canteen. A, a canteen. But they've 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 taken it away. They've taken the alcohol. Yeah, away. they've stopped. Yeah, yeah. They they have they have stopped the 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 thing. Yeah. And they're saying that it is it is it has to be you know after ten pm and there can't be anyone there or whatever. Which so basically yeah, but when it first broke, it was like it was like hang on a minute, like, how's this a thing? And then you kind of think, oh, is it the papers building this up to be something that it's not? Was it ever open up past ten o'clock? You know. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that's the thing with these sorts of things. Like Donald Trump has only paid seven fifty dollars in tax or whatever, but. Again, it's one of those where, like, but if he's done it legitimately through the system, it's the system that's wrong. It's the system that's wrong, not him, because it's not him that's made the decision. He's got some lawyers who go and you can, or accountants or whatever, going, you can say, this, this, money this, this. This. Yeah. and he's gone, well, all right then. <laughs> like, but I do think it's dangerous territory when the people in power are seen to be doing that sort of thing because it kind of does make a mockery of things. Um, yeah, because especially how yeah. he obviously then run into government, it's like they probably need the taxes to run the country. I'm going to guess. But, mm, but yeah, all shit show over there, obviously with uh, Congress. Oh, and it's scary. It's, it's, I spoke to one of my American clients as well. I was like, I'm scared. Like, if Trump, what if Trump gets, like, I just don't understand. So basically I said to him, I was like, so what happens over there? Is basically if Trump gets in, it's great and he's won and it's fine. If he doesn't get in, then the, then the vote's fixed. Yeah. Like, that doesn't work. Like, you can't say that. It doesn't work. And then he's not going to give up power or I was just like, it's well, especially, to... especially when they've, they've like gone back on themselves as well. Because when Obama was in power, they went crap like crazy when uh, one of the Supreme uh, justices left their post and it was within a year and they were like, no, you can't do it. You must let the next president hire that person. And, and the Democrats were like, they stepped aside and was like, yeah, fair enough. It's within 240 days of the next election. So they stepped aside. Yeah. Obviously they were like, no, we've got to hire, hire them like in the next 40 days. And out of all of the Supreme Justice, there's uh, six Republicans to three Democrats. It's not a good thing. 
Um, yeah, and Trump has hired three of them, right. <laughs> and they can only they can only um, they either die or leave their post. Right, that's the only way they can go. Um, yeah, absolutely mental. Good luck, guys. So yeah, it's crazy over there. But yeah, anyway, we're in COVID. We're not locked down. Not we're not locked down yet. So, but oh. the, ca- the cases have gone down again. Four days in a row, they've, they've gone started, down. They've started going down now, haven't they? Four days in a row. But yeah, so we went out on Saturday night. So we witnessed the 10 p.m. thing. So we went to a little Peruvian restaurant, five of us. And then uh, we, our booking was at 8.30. So we comfortably knew we were going to be there at 10 o'clock when it was kicking out time. And like the place was full. So really sorry for like the restaurant because the place was buzzing. It was full. Everybody's having a nice time, blah, blah, blah. And then like the servers are like running around like headless chickens trying to do stuff, like get everybody served and blah, 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 blah. And then like halfway through your main course, they're coming around like, because obviously there's only 20 minutes or 25 minutes till we're meant to leave, right? So they close, really close. Um, and then they're like, do you want dessert? And we're like, we haven't finished our mains yet, so probably not. <laughs> and you've probably got all these people, especially all the last sit-ins, didn't bother with desserts. So they're mass, like a massive amount of stuff they're missing out on there. It's a whole course yeah. they're missing out on and like a round of drinks or whatever because you can't, it's so stupid. The way they should do it, witnessing that, right? Because everybody everybody was out. So they brought the check at like uh, at 10, 10 to, and then everybody was literally out the door by 10, five past 10. But then everybody's outside. Everybody is outside. Like it's, remember like when you came out of a club at like 2, 3 a.m. Mm. and everybody's been kicked out? That's what it was like. And it's just like absolute riot. Like Soho was bad. We were in Marlebone, so it wasn't too bad. But still, there was like a lot of people on the street. There shouldn't be. And then you created another rush hour at 10 o'clock. Absolutely bonkers. What they should do is be like restaurants. You're allowed a certain amount of sittings at 10 p.m. Or like this is how many you're allowed at 9. And you're allowed to, you have to reduce it by 25% at 10. And then you have to shut up by 11. Just stagger it smaller and smaller and smaller. So people like dribble home. I'd be like, that, like, have the full sit in until nine and then drop, 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 drop. Yeah, that would be so more sense I, to I, me. I, yeah, I haven't really seen anything uh, because obviously in Bath, it's just not, we, we don't go out regularly or anything. So <laughs> we don't see it as much as in London, I suppose. In London, I imagine it's a bit more of a thing. Anybody, anybody um, that is listening to us up north, I guess, Newcastle, Durham Way, those guys are properly locked down, aren't they, basically? They're not yeah. allowed to mix with other households now, right? That's the that's the rumor. Yeah, I think part of me actually wants them over half term week and another week just to do a two week lockdown because that's the period of time whereby most we have to quarantine anyway. So mm. just put everyone in two week lockdown and go right. That's it now. Done. There's never ever going to be another lockdown. Like whatever's gonna, like if you know, do this just, one right and you'll probably be. Yeah, right. do this one for two work. Just give us two weeks. Just promise to give us two weeks. All the essential workers go back or whatever. We'll pump the economy for those two weeks. We can afford that. It's fine, not a problem. Stick to what you need to stick to, and then after that, we'll go back to face masks, social distancing. But we can do stuff. You can do whatever you want again. It's all back open. It makes the that seems to make the most sense to me from like a logistical point of view of getting everyone on side again. But you can't just do this like little cities do it it doesn't seem to make much sense to me but no it's weird it's just it is what it is it's just especially when when it comes to london because we're we're looking like we're next Mm. and like how do you just like the locking down of this again yeah how do you do it how how do you do it like but then there's lockdowns around but i know people are going on holiday so i'm like well i was going on holiday i was like ah just so yeah we're not 
we're all good. But anyway, Bisects and Planner Blitz is uh, launching on Friday. It is, yeah. So to the wait list on Friday and then to the general public on Saturday. So if you're listening to this and you want to take part in an eight-week rapid fat loss program just in time for Christmas, then Get you want to join it. Yeah, on. because um, no, the, the first two have gone really, really well, to be fair. And we've had really good feedback, like much better than we actually anticipated. We knew it, obviously, we'd like do a good job. Um, but some of the feedback and the results we've been getting have been fantastic. Um, not I just... loved, I loved the, because uh, obviously like, I look at yours and everybody's stories and stuff. Mm. The uh, little thing you had to put on your website was, uh, if I just pay, do I fucking get results? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then so, I'm yeah, assuming yeah, Mike oh. wrote that was just like, obviously not. Like, no, I wrote that, mate. Don't you worry oh, about you that. Write. I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been in, it would have been in crayon, wouldn't it? If Mike wrote, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had, um, so we had the first round. Um, we had 46 people in the first round. Um, and we had like 26, I think, complete the eight weeks. Because obviously people drop out or whatever. Yeah, point of course. Yeah. Holidays, can't commit to it or whatever. Had a social event and dropped out. And that was, we, we were expecting more dropouts. We expected 32% to finish it. That was our, our goal. So we beat that. Um, and then of those... 26 that finished i think we had 16 sign up for one-to-one coaching off the back of it it's pretty good um but we then asked for feedback and we got like 20 odd people most people who finished it gave us feedback there was one guy who didn't like finish it who gave us feedback went, oh that's interesting so we went into his form and uh you know it was kind of like what did you get the most value from nothing what did you get the least value from didn't get any value would you recommend it to a friend no like out of out of 10 how, what value for money did you find it one you know, would you reckon, you know, all this, like just, just slated the whole thing. Right. <laughs> and we were like, Oh my God, like, that's awful. Like how have we done that? Because bearing in mind, everyone else was up at like nine, 10, eight, nine, 10 out of 10, you know, felt yeah. great. Got results. Felt amazing. And um, we went into his coaching log because we have a Google drive where we go in there and we sit and basically that's where they upload all the information for us to look at. And we then make tweaks based on that. And then they go. And um, he didn't fill in a single day. He didn't even start. He didn't even start day one. He didn't even do anything. Like, didn't check into the Facebook group, didn't write a comment, didn't write a post, didn't partake in anything, didn't leave any feedback for us to, because they leave feedback, and then we go in and we give them feedback on that feedback. Didn't once fill any feedback to say, don't know what I'm doing, not sure, need some help, whatever, and all this sort of stuff. So in the end, we just made a big joke out of it, because we were like, what did he expect? Like, what do you expect? Um, some people genuinely, I think, think that you pay your money, and it's like, right, that's going to work. I'll just... <laughs> wait now that's gonna happen and um and basically it was hilarious because he said he said that um he got no accountability he got nothing out of it and all this sort of stuff and then when the people who gave us positive feedback one of the things that they said what do you get the most value from was the accountability of all the coaches and stuff so it was just like it didn't even make any sense you know if like mm. it was something that he picked up on that everyone else had been like oh that wasn't great either we'd have, we'd have addressed it but um it was just fucking hilarious so i had to put on the on the faqs do I have to put some effort in? Yes, you do have to put effort in still. Like we can only do so much. You still have to put some effort in. But um, like, guess what? Yeah, if, like, you want me, if you want me to stand next to you and give you the food that you're allowed to eat and coach you yeah. every session, that costs a fair bit. It's going to cost you, but, mate. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's, it's been going well. And um, yeah, so it's like 147 quid for eight weeks. So like 18 pounds a week or something like that. Um, yeah, and this one's gone. So we had 46 in the first one. We've had 104 in the second one. Uh, and then third one launched on Friday. And, and like I said, all the results are all over Instagram. So if you do want to be a part of it, or you've got any questions about it, because you're a long-term listener of the podcast, you want to send me a message directly, just send me a message. If you want 
to find out more. But it starts on the 12th of October for eight weeks. So we finish, I think, the first week of December. Um, and then we also go over bonus week, which is week nine, where we teach you how to keep the weight off. Because again, a lot of these diet programs, you get no help afterwards. This is like, okay, this is where your calories need to go. Now you're finished. And this is how you can maintain that weight loss. I think last time, the first one that finished, the average weight loss was six kilos for guys and seven kilos for females in eight weeks, which isn't too bad, to be fair. Um, so yeah, that's it. Blitz. But this last one of the year as well. And then the next one will be in January, probably. Um, January? No, nobody's looking to lose weight then. <laughs> yeah, not January. <laughs> Why would you do it in January? <laughs> yeah, smash it, mate. But no, it's been great. It's been really, really good to see. I guess uh, I vaguely have to say that if anybody's looking to do PT courses, right, um, we launch our new website as of the first... A Thursday. First like, yeah, because that's Thursday. Because yeah, because we launched the Blitz on Friday the second. Uh, yeah, so the first of October. I mean, you can yell at Luke or whatever. PTC. Your ugly mug gonna be all Personal, over it. Um, my ugly mug is like for level two. I think mm. you will probably see at least. I'm gonna go forty lectures by me. Um, wow, that's sad, isn't it? Um, then That's level exciting. level three is a little bit more of a mixture, but then still, I, I think I dominate about seventy percent of it, um, which is um, yeah. It was just I didn't want to do the nutri- nutrition bit, obviously, because yeah, we have a registered dietitian that will do it for us, so that was absolutely fun. Crack on, and also yeah, there's white male privilege. I can't be on the screen the whole time. Um, we need other things. <laughs> I can yeah. understand that. Yeah, and then Gordon got annoyed with my voice, so which is understandable as well. <laughs> yeah, but I get annoyed at Gordon's face, so he can't yeah, say anything. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we'll bring him on. To and his accent as well. Mate, like, like, no, like, no idea. No idea. Like, Scottish, Scottish, bagpipes, haggis. That's pretty, pretty much. He texted me today as well, and he's like, he's like, he just texted me saying, I'm in Bath. And I, and I was just like, I'm in Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, if he'd he, have told me, I maybe would have moved the days around. He said he was going to Bath, actually. Yeah, that's. Uh... I'm to tell him for ages saying come to Bath, and he just never. He's uh, like, oh, maybe, you, yeah, maybe you can laugh at him because he was meant to go to Portugal because he obviously saw that I nipped over there whilst uh, we were allowed to booked it yeah. whilst I was over there because he thought it'd be a cracking idea. Did the same deal, whatever, and then they got put back on the list, didn't they? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Um, no. So, yeah. We'll invite him on. Gordon Greenhorn, just FYI. Um, you can go check oh, yeah. things. EG. Yeah, does some videography, PTC. and I guess He does videography more now, though, doesn't he? He's, yeah, he's then, gone full-on videographer rather than personal trainer. But he is a personal trainer. Um, knows his stuff, we'd say. But yeah, I think the videography is what I actually listen to him about. Personal training. Yeah, that's fine. Got that covered, mate. Mm. That's all right. Yeah, you can't know what you do. Can't know what you do, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you if you're interested in being PTC qualified, um, learn all that kind of stuff. Then I guess we'll, we're not actually hunting for signups, but you can register your interest and then crack on from uh, week one. Um, yeah. yeah, and then if things, then you'll be like kind of filtered through in like eight to ten weeks, I think. Then you crack onto level three, do that, and then you crack onto PT core, do that, and then there's a chance that some industry new gyms will give you an automatic job. I mean, it's that not, good, bad, mate. not bad gig, guys. Not it? not a bad gig, mate. Um, yeah, interesting. Or an automatic interview. It's just it's who you know, right? That's what you got to be. So. <laughs> and I can't believe that that person is you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking hell! Oh, like, no. 
Um, yeah, interesting. Isn't it? How how are the uh, the turns have tabled, my friend? Uh, the tables have turned. Probably it's probably the actual saying, but you know. Mate, I was taking the piss. Jesus Christ! The turns have tabled. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says the tables have turned. Just just flipping it around. Turns Keeping the tables, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. We we promised to talk about this COVID thing. Um, survey. Survey. Right. So obviously this isn't is isn't completely applicable to the UK market because it's um, but it, it is the American market. But I'm gonna suggest there are some big similarities oh by the way i've got to apparently go back on myself because uh my client sarah got annoyed with me she was like last week what the hell tom when you were talking about gym wear and gym clothing and like neither of you really wear it or buy it or whatever and she was like from a person who's been solely responsible for her buying more than 200 quids worth of socks over the last year because um, I have a stance sock fetish thing. I have a lot of stance socks. And she was like, they're not normal socks. They are sports gym wear socks. I was like, okay. No idea what they are. Stance socks are the best socks in the world. Um, but I have a lot of them. Okay, that's the only gym product I buy a lot of. Uh, yeah. I would, yeah, I would happily say this isn't, this isn't bragging in any way. This is just ridiculous and how I should probably be more careful with my money. I'm, I reckon I'm t- between 200 and 300 quid in socks this year. Oh, the colourful socks. Is that what they are? Colourful ones. They're like skatey though. They're like skatey, but they've been, they, they've been adopted by CrossFit, which really annoyed me. But they are like... Ah, oh, cross shit. Yeah, exactly. X-Men. There's an X-Men set. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of Star Wars sets and there's lots of stuff, but they are a bit pricey. Right. But they are good. Everyone's got their thing, haven't they? Do you know, everyone's got their little thing that they spend money on. Exactly. Socks. Like my, the chances are that my socks will cost more than my t-shirts. So, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I think I should buy some different t-shirts. But yeah. <laughs> All right. So the personal trainer salary survey. Um, 2020. So this is COVID's impact on the fitness industry. I'm going to say that I think these numbers, I think in the UK they'd be worse. Possibly, yeah, because we've it's been my assumption. Up. We've been locked. No, down no, not even because lo- not even because of lockdown necessarily, but more I think over there it's considered more of a career than over here. Here it's just like, yeah, a, maybe. A, like a, a thing you do is a bit of fun. Because just looking at these numbers now with the salaries, <laughs> with these salaries, I don't think these salaries would match up over here. No chance. No, and obviously, and like based working. on that, I would assume that people—that means people value personal training, which means I think when you look at these numbers and saying fifty-eight percent of personal trainers have lost some or all of their income, I would imagine over here that's sixty-eight percent. Yeah, so I let's think there's uh, be more. <laughs> um, so let's go through this. Okay, so we'll, we'll crack through the numbers more than anything else, right? So this is in America, but yeah, we can we can make a. A wild guess, I guess. We can recklessly speculate what will happen in the UK. We c- I think these would be c- best case scenarios on the UK, these numbers. Yeah, so what we COVID impact on personal trainers, obviously, if anybody's not a personal trainer, this is, might have happened in your business as well. So 58%, yeah. 58% of personal trainers lost some or all of their income. Uh, 23- I mean, that's quite a big, that's quite a big, like, yeah, stretching like, uh, it. Some right. or all. <laughs> I've like, lost one it's the majority or all yeah, yeah, yeah like majority or all really shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah it should there should be a percentage of like 50 percent and upwards or something like that i've taken half a salary cut uh 23 of personal trainers were furloughed or laid off um i was furloughed 
Do I sit in that category? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess so. So um, 6% of personal trainers hadn't yet found new jobs, um, which I would guess this the 6% is like the ones who couldn't get off their ass to kind of hunt over online online stuff they should have been like all right let's do some zoom sessions and let's do that kind of stuff but it's be proactive all that kind of stuff um in my perspective it probably will it will this kind of impact is like deciding whether you actually want to be in the industry as well you work at it Mm. to get back to where you were kind of thing um also those numbers don't add up do they Dan? um that's definitely not because well no because it says here (laughs) that the news isn't entirely bad at the bottom yeah, 21% made more money during the pandemic. Um, yeah, so which we can say, yeah, there's definitely people out there who have made more money and we know of them. So, and some yeah, people have done really But with those numbers, Tom, that of that 23% of people who were furloughed or laid off, some of them would have lost all their income because they've been laid off. So they would, yeah. yeah. So it's just, just so people aren't confused. <laughs> um, yeah, online trainers made significantly more money which we knew that's going to happen, right? So I did get asked a question. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, who sent me that message, um, but it was about online training and like newbie person, like new personal trainers who haven't been in the gym are becoming uh, online trainers. And I think she thought it was a little bit more of a, it should be a niche, like online training should be a niche. I disagree with that. I was like, online training can be its own thing. It's not a niche. It's like just a, it's just a thing now. It's like a, yeah legit that's how you personal train but i did i did agree that like a lot of people who don't know systems don't know how gym layouts and how to move and function as a one-to-one pt sometimes will be fucking terrible at that yeah unless um, unless they can sell a personality then yeah yeah i've had this discussion with mike before because mike went into the industry and went straight online yeah he went from from doing that and i I always say to him that he is the exception. I was like, there's not many people that could do it. I was like, no. you're lucky. Uh, not lucky, but I was like, you, you know, he's got the personality for it and Correct. he knows his way around a gym and he's worked. It, we has worked once on with people before. Like he used to have a, like a studio gym. I think he used to have one of his old houses or something. So he did a few sessions and stuff, but I said, you've also been around some very, very good people in the industry and other people don't have that. They haven't been around those people. Um, and I, I would agree with that. I would I've always said that. Because Mike's the only one I know who's done it successfully. I don't know many others who have gone straight from from that to, to online. He's um, just the exception to the rule. So I think especially I with that say, kind yeah. of thing, like the experience and stuff and the exposure to other people's training types is massive in one-to-one training. If me and you hadn't been around each other for like two or three years and picking off like, what was it, like 13 trainers we had, we saw so many different styles, so many different like ways of coaching, all that kind of stuff. Online, I mean, no offense if you just do online, but... You don't you don't see that there's no chance like um and you're not going to eavesdrop on lots of different people you don't get that thing and, and, I, and i'll be honest i'd say if it wasn't for us doing this podcast i think i would have not been privy to certain things and talked about certain things like because yeah. i i'm not in that environment anymore like the gym i go to i don't really pay much attention to what other trainers are doing i wouldn't you know think oh i'll introduce out my train i'd just be like nah it's not what i do um so i think that's one of the things as an online trainer you have to expose yourself to different modalities and different stuff like if it wasn't for covid this year i think i was going to come to like a mike boyle thing you were going to put on this year right, i think yeah, i was yeah. i talked about coming to that because I, like, I need to get back in the game and do some of that sort of stuff and then when uh, in before christmas we're moving house we're buying a house with the garage and gonna get a gym in it and i'm actually considering starting to offer like sessions to people if they want to come by 
train with me i was like i'll happily do it because again i do miss that yeah it cost you obviously but like i'll I'll like happily take like a couple of people a week just just for a session even if it means i train myself while i train them it's because i do miss that element of being just seeing how people move again just going actually yeah that's how you move like whenever i get videos from clients i'm like it's always good to see because like yeah that's how you move it's like i forgot about that that's how people do that movement or that's what people think when they do that so it's very very useful to to keep your your you know your hand in with that sort of thing and be around people who are still doing it that's why I'm lucky with you. I get to pick your brain to talk about stuff. And, and, um, and I, need, and I get to learn about systems and not learn how I'm, yeah. I'm probably not great at it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the it's, thing, right? Uh, it's different personality types as well. I, I'm still, like, I'm much better talking in front of a crowd or a, a person than I am, like, online yeah. and doing systems. The thing, the thing with it as well is that there's a place for both, and this is the problem, is that the... the there's this assumption that you're fighting for one or the other, like online yeah, no, coaches right. don't, like, they're, they're like not good at PT. And then you've got PT saying online coaches don't give a shit. And it's like, my, my view of it is that online training or online coaching is there for people who have done PT successfully, know the way around the gym, know all the pro- fundamental movements and don't need handholding three times a week. Correct. That's who online coaching's for. They go, there's your program. Check in with me. Let's see how things are going each week. You don't need to like do a session every single like every single day. I don't need to be there holding your hand. Some people like that with PT, but some people don't. I think it's a PT's job. And I talked. We talked about the hybrid model, haven't we? It's a, it's a PT's job to go. Right. You don't need to train me three times a week anymore. I'll train you once a week. The other two sessions, you come in. I'll give you a program. We'll do online. We'll check in. You know, on the phone, by video, whatever it is. Yeah. That's how you now need to do it. I'm going to lose a bit of income but I've also opened up two slots for two other people that potentially and, could do that same hybrid model in the future. And then you're going to be put on a different rate because you're on a retainer rate as well. So I'm charging you the 150 quid for your program right in a month. I'm going to open that. And I've just essentially I've just earned another 150 quid a month. That's, that's yeah. the model. And it's, like, and it's one of those where it's not that. And I think the reason that it's good to be a PT first and then go into that is that you need to get full as a PT first before you go to that model. Because you need to know, like you need to fill your time. Once you've filled it, you go, right, I haven't got any more slots. That's when you then shift to that system and go, right, I'm going to do some of this stuff online. Um, so what I did, like I did, you know, certain number of sessions I got full with. I was like, I'm happy with that. The rest of it I'm doing online. And I shifted people over and then gradually went fully online. Um, and that's why I think people, when people say online trainers, and they are, they made like on the survey says in particular made significantly more money both before and during the pandemic. And people think of it as like, Oh, it's because they don't care. They're just taking the money. It's like, no, it's just a different service, which means they require less time. And actually per like, I suppose per client, they probably end up paying less for online, but you can service more of them in a week than you can one-to-one. Um, and that's why, and like I say, when you've got the systems in place and all that sort of stuff, it makes it a little bit easier to do that. But um, yeah. I still think, like we've talked about, in this day and age, a hybrid is the best, in my opinion. Like for most people, it suits most people's situation to make money, to have the work-life balance, all that sort of stuff. And then if you'd have done that before COVID hit, you'd have still had half your business. And then half of it, and then it would have carried on when you got back to the gym as well, because you still have the same clients, um, potentially. Potentially. All right. So we, there's four little sections, basically. So the first one is personal trainer salary. So how much do personal trainers make? This is obviously in the States. They had a 1,169 respondents to this. So pretty decent, like sample size. So yeah, there was, I guess the majority sit, there's not much of a difference between the under 15 grand, 15 to 30 grand and the 30 to 50 grand is there really on that graph no so basically you've got over they're all over 20 percent. so you've got about 65 
sixty-five percent, seventy percent of PTs earning less than fifty k a year. Yeah. Which I would guess. Evenly split between, yeah, 15, 15 to 30, 30 to 50. And like, so, yeah, that's about 50 grand over there is about 37, mm. about 37,000 pounds here. So I, I, I would say that's even more of, like, it's higher here. There's, yeah. What do you say about 70, 70%? Yeah, I'd say 70%. Underneath, underneath, un, underneath, underneath 37 grand here. I'd say that's probably higher. We know what the average income, depending on uh, PT, is somewhere between 19 and 25 grand a year for a standard PT around the UK. Um, and obviously, that is it's incredibly like differently weighted in London, for example, because obviously London weighting is different. Mm. We can charge higher prices, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, and dependent on area. Because you can essentially, I can charge what? So I charge between 85 and 100 pounds an hour. But if I went down, went up north, for example, and I started charging that. Maybe I get no business, but maybe I get one person. But the charge probably twenty to fifty quid, right? Mm-hmm. People are charging twenty quid at your rates, fifty quid. Like, right, let's do that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, like average uh, participants, bachelor's degrees. Yeah, we don't really need to know that. Average number of certifications. A decreased. Interesting. Uh, from 2019 to 2020. I guess that's people from uh, the industry. Um, I had less time to do them, though. Yeah. Because of less COVID, time. you haven't been able to do it. So, and then, so you've got training salaries. Yeah, so it's from 2019 versus to 2020. So average, that's interesting. The average for female trainers went up mm. in 2020. But the average for male went down um do you reckon that's just head screwed on more adaptable to going to online mm. no i think it's probably female trainers maybe creating better relationships with their clients potentially yeah. and keeping them and keeping them on a, a different model potentially moving over to systems and stuff again that's a very broad sweeping statement but i'd imagine that um the majority of female trainers would train female clients. And I potentially think during that sort of a crisis, more females might need the support of someone to keep their physical health going. Then blokes might just be like, Oh, don't worry about it then. Sack it off. Can't go to the gym, lift heavy weights. Whereas females might be more like, actually still do stuff again, massive sweeping statement, but just random thought. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing there. So number two, the thing was, uh, which personal trainers make the most money. So 7% of respondents, um, work like Dan exclusively online, but those guys are the highest average earners of personal trainers are online trainers solely online at 54 grand. Um, and then 17%, um, that's 17% more than the overall sample of everybody encompassed together. So probably even a little bit more than, so let's say 19%, maybe 20% more doing online coaching than doing one-to-one. I'm going to say that's just because systems are in place. You can, you generally will not feel the drop-off of clients. If you have a drop-off of a client, you don't feel it as much uh, in income. Um, and also space is bigger. You can, you, what, yeah, you can have 50 plus clients essentially. Um, and then you can dictate prices like that. So um, yeah, online training can be more lucrative, 100%. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It says that another 32% describe themselves as hybrid, hybrid online, trainers. Yeah. Working with clients, both online and in person, their average income was 52,250. So yeah, only pretty the much gr- the same. The like, we're not, it's the same. It's the same. Um, 
and that's like what I said. I think, I think that gives you the benefit of, of the two that, like, and you can scale one or the other and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, um, just shows you that those two options with, cause they're, they're the ones with the online element into it. There's no surprise to me that those people are the higher earners. Essentially. Yeah. No they're essentially 15 to 20% higher income when you do online. I mean, that's, that says it all right. So, I mean, I do online in terms of education. You do online in terms of training. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's just how it is. And it's just, it's, it's a better use of time as well. If you think of your hourly, we've always said this, when you, know, you get in the gym, you get busy. But if you're in there from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., that's 12 hours for the day. You only have five clients. That's not a good hourly rate. No. You're also dictated by other people's time when you do PT. Correct. Oh, Online, I can, like, I my clients can train... Uh, I put a post up the other day on the PTC, but you shared it and I shared it obviously, but it like, it went off like 30, 40 comments on the, on the bottom of it. Um, people what makes disag- a good PT or something. Yeah. Disagreeing with what I said. Um, there was another, it, I, it was a shit PT. Cause I think the biggest one that people disagreed with, um, I said that they should put time in the afternoon to reply to clients and don't reply to them 24 seven. And they were like, no, they expect that service from me. That's why they're personal training, all this kind of jargon. And I'm like, I just let people argue. I was just like, this is ridiculous. I was like, if you're replying to your clients 24-7, they are getting an unbelievable value and you're, you have no life and you will never be able to scale that business. Yeah. You're, you're stuck. Like, that's, <laughs> that's whatever it. you're earning right now. Well, it's like I, like I said, like, I was just going to say then, like, I, or let's say I've got 50 clients, right? All of them could train at 7 p.m. on a Thursday. All of them. Yeah. They could all train on a Monday at 7. <laughs> and I, I don't want to be training. If I train, if I'm a PT and I do 6, 7, 8, and 9, I can train four people. All my clients can train 7 p.m. They can all train 7 a.m. And that's the difference of online. That's what people don't get with it is it's like I could do, I do probably, I don't want to say more work, but I do as much, if not more work probably. But it's more the ca- more the fact of that during those hours, I'm not bound by one person at a time. Yeah, it's a case of they can all work around it. And I think the online element allows it to be your like side hustle as well. So you're not bound by the hours of right. Well, when do people want to train? So for example, you could work in as an online coach on a Sunday at 4 p.m. No one's going to want to PT with you at Sunday 4 p.m. But you can do online work then. You can do online coaching then. Um, so it's, it's that element to it, which I think it, it adds to it. Whereas most people, if they get to in person, they just hit a cap and it's like, right, you, you can't make up hours in the day. You can't make up a time someone wants to train with you. They just either do or they don't. Whereas if online, it's like you're doing the work whenever you want. Um, so you can fill, but you can plug those gaps. And that's where a lot of people, you could train clients in the morning, do online coaching programming during the day, coach clients in the evening, and you could make stupid amount of money in one day just from doing that. And you could plug all those gaps with the online stuff rather than like you said on that post waiting having big three hour gaps in your day coaching one-to-one clients yeah yeah that that, that, that was another thing wasn't it because i said oh like yeah try and put them like i'm not saying my day's perfect but i only train people from 7 a.m to 12 and the chances are i'm gonna have four or five clients in that that five hour window um and then i'm guess what i go and do my other stuff and i'm like that's where I go to reply to online clients, do my education stuff, write courses, all that kind of stuff. It's like time to work on yourself and work on that business or train myself if I'm not fancying that that day. And then like, yeah, a few of the lads were just like, no, are you, is your, uh, is your time not dictated by your clients? That should be, that's how it is. You train one, you train them when they want to be trained. And I was like, eh, not anymore. Like 
yeah, at the start, I took a lot of people on. And then, yeah. guess what? That, those times got busy, so therefore I could not do those yeah. times. And I had to give them the times that were available. Guess what? You showed them that you're a good trainer. They want to carry <laughs> train with you. You telling them you can't do 7 p.m.s anymore, they want to train with you. So, I mean, it's, that, it's pretty yeah. straightforward. It's, it's, it's weird, yeah. So it's just like, yeah. It's, a, it's just also set, setting a precedent as, as uh, when you first take on those kind of clients as well because it's like, all right, I can only do those. Given a, It's the whole like creating, not, not kind of like a... Saying you've got limited space makes them want you more again and that kind of stuff. But it does happen. Like, um, yeah, so there was also noteworthy was uh, 101 respondents who reported over 100 grand or more. Um, 60% of them trained all of their clients online. So big earners were all online. Obviously, they cracked onto that. So And also experience matters. So staying in the game, which I guess we fall into this category, don't we? We're in the big... 64% of the higher earners, right? So the less than one year, 4%, one to three years was 18%, four to five years, 40%, and then more than five years, 64% of the higher earners were, yeah. Obviously more than five years, which, yeah, it's just, yeah. Near average income was 56,900 of the, so the, the older generation, which you'd expect, right? They're going to gradually go up. Mm. so two certs that stand out mm. precision nutrition interesting this is this is obviously all um american stuff american stuff so ac acm active iq but that's a normal thing over here affa crossfit brilliant uh nasm and pn so yeah national american sports medicine um pretty normal like movement normal SNC, that kind of crap and precision nutrition. Guess what? If you're going to be an online coach, unless you're just doing programming, like you then have to know some nutrition. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get around it. That's what most, most people, when I, I think online coaching want nutritional guidance. Mm. Yeah. I, I deem it online nutrition coaching more than online personal training. Mm. To be yeah. I always say to people is it's nutrition coaching with training added onto it. It's not, yeah training with nutrition I've done like I think it's yeah I think if you just to, to write training plans for people I think it, it requires I think it, the, the price would be cheaper I think if you were just yeah, doing training plans thousand percent. it's something um, that I'm thinking of doing like probably in the next couple of months as well just to, just to see whether I can get 10 20 people just using an app and I'm just going to control the app everybody's doing the same thing like an athlete's prep program and then that's it and the feedback will be minimal, all that kind of stuff, and I'll just change it. But that's the kind of thing I think from the perspective of a trainer. I'm a training trainer rather than a nutrition trainer. So, yeah, that you can do. So, yeah, gender differences, certifications, don't really care about that. Um, I'm guessing, yeah, this is NCM, yeah. Females to care about movement, basically, that's just Tommy. Um, wonderful. Classic. Um, that's good. So number three, how will trainers work with their clients after the pandemic? So this is obviously, this is where people hopefully will hit home. Um, so yeah, 83% of trainers will work online after the pandemic. So primarily in person went from 60%, like nearly all in person to 14%. That's what a sh fucking shift that is, eh? Like, and then primarily online, pre-pandemic was seven percent, up to twenty-one percent, 
And then both in-person online is the big one, 62%. That's higher than any of those in their graph. Okay, it literally doubled. Um, and we've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> we've been saying it for at least the last year, two years, and we've been saying hybrid is the way forward. It, like that should be, yeah, that's the biggest one, right? So, yeah. and then 1% don't plan to train any clients. <laughs> I like you. So that guy around all his fucking feedback form. Don't bother from here, mate. <laughs> yeah. You're not trying. You're not trying anymore. I bet he. I bet he filled out the feedback form more than he filled out any of the coaching. Yeah, forms. that's what he said. That's, that's <laughs> what he said. He said he's done more work to fill out the feedback form than he has to fucking sort out his nutrition. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, Honestly. yeah, that's an interesting one. So yeah, crack on. I think the hybrid model is going to be good because people still need coaching. Trust me. Still yeah. need you know what? If you're like, if you're one of those people who's a PT and you're going to stay in gyms, like I said, the first place that people are going to, when it, it starts picking back up again and you're, you've been there and you're there and you're still training your clients and your clients are happy and safe, they're going to come to you and go, I want help. Don't just leave the gym completely. Yeah. Um, the next graph I don't really understand. How safe is it to train clients in person? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> bit of a weird one uh, don't really can't, you can't know that answer that question because <laughs> yeah, um, how can personal trainers increase their salary in the post pandemic fitness regime if you didn't get that from the previous three posts of knowing what <laughs> who's earning the most money what they're about to do who's shifting into what and where all your clients are going yeah um, trainers with more education experience tend to earn more that's yeah but with good rationale, obviously, trainers with NSCA certification. So that's that same bachelor degree or CSCS. That's like Strength and Conditioning Association stuff. Mm. Um, so people who have a good understanding or basic understanding of movement, um, exercise continuums, I'd say, stuff like that, being able to progress, regress on the fly, um, mm. understanding energy systems, that kind of stuff, um, not just being like, because we know any sack of shit can open up men's health and get a program out. That's not your job, right? That is not your job at all. People who have, yeah, the difference between somebody who's done maybe a CSCS or that kind of course um, or some movement-based uh, S&C or a Mike Boyle, say, something like that, compared to a classic men's health programming is like night and day. Um, and it is really noticeable for, let's say, somebody like me who hires coaches. Um, yeah, it's really, like, I'll be able to spot it a mile off in an interview easy right. mm -mm. trainers with credential in prison pn i think that's just a trainers and credential with in nutrition it just it should say yeah um, pn got links with pn that's they why. definitely yeah they definitely do so there's obviously other stuff out there um dan you're a nutrition man nutrition courses to do um oh ptc I will have you. one next year so there you go yeah PTC will have one. Um, I did MNU, but I think again for a lot, it depends on what level you want to go to with it. Like um, it's quite in depth. Uh, I don't think majority of people need to. Again, it depends on what level you're at and where you want to go with it and how far you want to take things. Um, but yeah, PTC are doing one, aren't they? Soon. Um, yeah. Other than that, like to be fair, again, it, it's there's not that many amazing places. Like I, I probably would say PN because they have a system in place. Like again, some of the stuff they've spotted previously in years gone by is pretty shit, but they seem to be getting better. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it really. I think yeah. keep an eye out in the future. Me and Mike are going to do a mentoring course at some point, but it's not going to be about nutrition related stuff. It'll be about how to be an online coach, but 
going over that sort of thing of like again what you actually need to know because i think there's this common misconception in nutrition that you that a similar thing to training that we've talked about previously where people just do qualifications and they need to upskill their knowledge it's like no you need to just learn to be a human being with these people coach them <laughs> and like understand their life same as pt and it's exactly the same thing like you need good social skills like you don't need to know about the intricacies of like mitochondria and how adaptive that can be and how mitochondrial biogenesis is affected by fasted training like you don't need to know that like none of my clients have ever needed to worry about that ever in a million years um it's about dealing with human beings and they have feelings and thoughts and emotions and getting them results alongside worrying about that sort of stuff um so yeah that's how to be a good coach that's what we're gonna do on our course basically how to be a good coach yeah rather than um, just a fucking robot the next statement from ptc pttc was Every trainer needs to work with clients online. I think that's all, then. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think I think it. I think it's one of those things where people will resist it for so long, and then they'll do it and realize what was I worried about? Like, what what was I scared of? And obviously, it's 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 a bit scary um, to do it. But you know, like I said, there's well, again, hopefully, in a couple of months' time, there'll be something that we'll be able to help you with for one but you know we're always happy to give advice i'm sure if you message tom and asked him he'd have an idea of how to set things up from working with ptc and stuff right they i've done got, it before like, i they've... just i just dropped all my online clients when i took yeah. on ptc so um <laughs> you know the ptc have got courses like online coaching blueprint as well like how to go through that sort of stuff and it's a prime example of this is laura like my missus right with the pilates stuff yeah i was saying to her for years I was saying, you can do this in your living room. Why are you going into a studio? Why are you packing out a studio? Why are you, why are you spending money on rent in a studio? You can do this in your living room, like with cameras, with TVs. Like it's really simple. Like it's one-on-one -on -one then. It feels more personal. Resisted it for so long. And as soon as the pandemic hit, she was just like, fuck, I've got to do this now. Like I've got to do it. And then because she could see it directly related to her income, she was like, shit, I've got to do this. There's no other option anymore. And she's thriving on it. And she can't see herself going back to the studio because she's like, hang on a minute. Actually, my clients are less worried about what the people are thinking about them. They're in the comfort of their own home. They haven't got to worry about parking or childcare or anything like that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I've told you this, but it almost takes something like this for people to realize it's the way. And if people aren't going online, after this is kicked off, like I don't think you're ever going to do it. <laughs> like I don't think you're ever going to do it, to be honest. Mm. Um, but the, it, the world's changing now, like, and it's only going to accelerate things because of this. Like again, those Pilates classes, it actually works really well to be at home. Like, same with yoga. I just can't see them going back to studios because actually it works quite well because it's supposed to be relaxing. It's supposed to be quite intimate. It's supposed to be, you know, you're at one with yourself and your body and how you feel. And there's no distractions. Whereas in a classroom, there can be, oh, is someone so looking at me? Is this popping out? Do I feel uncomfortable in my clothes? And you don't have that at home as much. Yeah. As and it's, it's fucking scalable as hell. Like, yeah, you're limited to the numbers you can fit in a studio, number one. You have to pay studio rent, number two. And suddenly, both those two things go away. You pay for a Zoom license, crack on. And then and that's the thing is like in somewhere like London, <laughs> there will always be classes in London. There will always be classes in studios oh, yeah. because it's a social, it's a social thing. But in any other city in the country, it's not as much of a social thing. People don't go there to meet other people. It's more of an inconvenience to have to go somewhere because you have to get in your car. You have to go somewhere. Whereas in London, it's you just hop off the tube. You're at work. It's right there. You've got a choice of five studios outside your work usually. And then five more on your way home the other side. Whereas in other places, you don't have that in like Bath and other cities around, around the UK. So it's, Again, if, if that's your gig, if you're, you know, if you're a trainer and you specialize in like Pilates or you do specialize in mobility, do an online class on it. Like 
charge a little bit less. People are going to come to it. You're going to get more people there. Um, like really fucking niche down on that sort of stuff. Like offer it as a service, get in front of more people. They're going to connect with you better. They're going to then potentially be more likely to do online coaching or one-to-one when things are, be- are maybe better. Um, please don't be frightened. Just, just go for it. Like you've got yeah, nothing yeah, to lose. Like it. Laura's, Laura's taken on a couple of like, uh, teachers to help her in her classes and a couple of them that they only had like one or two people in the first couple of classes while they were like getting to know the whole way it works i think they were up to now so four or five or something but i said it doesn't matter like you're in your own home and you've got one or two people there it's two people that you're connecting with like, i don't care like if it's like most people train people one-to-one if you've got two people in there you're double the amount of people you see it like <laughs> even if you get paid less in the long run you'll be a better coach for it and it'll work out better and it's just yeah i don't know just embrace it just embrace it. It's the way it's going to be for a little while. I know. So, as promised, we did go through that. So, we did. delivered. Um, yeah, any other business? Nothing. Not from me. Check out, minutes, yeah, so. check out Blitz. Get on the Blitz <laughs> waiting list if you want to be on it because it launches on Friday to the waiting list and it probably won't go through Friday, the Blitz. So. On the waiting list. So, go to my Instagram, hit the link in my bio, join the wait list and all will be well. <laughs> Lovely, mate. All right, no news from me. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See you later.